Good morning. It's Friday morning, and it's 9.06. It's time for the morning mix. Oh, that's going to be my new line. It's 9.06, time for the morning mix. There I'm go. Christy yeah. Dillaway, joined by Bob Hendricks today. Hey, Bob. I've never seen so many musicians someplace so early. <laughs> it is a this miracle. Is the wrong We're end packed. of the day for them, yeah. Yeah, our musical guests today are Joyful Whiskey. We've got Mark, Clay, Greg, and Luke in the studio, and they're going to be playing... Three songs throughout the hour as our in-studio musical guests for the day. We're also going to be joined by Brandon Henderson. He's a comedian who lives in Park City, and he's building a... He's talking about comedy in Utah, and a uh, monthly comedy show is building at the Rockwell Listening Room. That's coming up. We'll talk to him at 9.15. We'll do weekend events at the bottom of the hour. And then we're going to talk to Neil Francis. He's a touring musician who he played at the Canyons in August. And Monday, he's going to be at the State Room in Salt Lake City uh, with Black Pumas. And he is a fresh track. He's been a frequent fresh track contributor and he's got one coming up today too so we'll talk to him oh he is what time do you remember that? i do his is at 7 p.m okay yeah and black pumas are, are uh, um a uh, fresh track at two one or two the new song colors yeah right. so you know and speaking of fresh tracks if people um have trouble keeping up with them i just completely updated the spotify playlist uh, so if you go to Spotify and you look in playlists, you can go to KPCW Fresh Track, KPCW Radio Fresh Tracks, and there are like uh, a couple hundred Fresh Tracks in there that you can catch up with. And so many of them, all of a sudden, appear on our playlist, which is which is commendable to you, you because you choose them, say these this is good music, and it all of a sudden proves to be so. Well, I think that's great if the public supports me. <laughs> You're talking about the AAA charts and stuff, right? right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you want to stay tuned and we will be right back. Support for KPCW comes from the Wasatch Brew Pub on top of Maine, serving pub fare and craft beer since 1986, offering a private event space, a dog-friendly seasonal patio, and weekend brunch. Wasatch Brew Pub. We drink our share and sell the rest. WasatchBeers.com. It's time to live PC, give PC. Did you know this radio station, KPCW, is a nonprofit? We rely on your donations to stay on the air and online, giving you great music, news, weather, and, coming soon, snow reports. If you like what you're hearing, why not consider giving? Head to our website, kpcw.org, click on the Live PC, Give PC link, and show us some love. This is the Morning Mix, where we always present local, live local music and events in the Wasatch Brack. And today, our guests are Joyful Whiskey in the studio. The band is made up of Mark Varela, Clay Gustin, Greg Thomas, and Luke Beck. Hey, welcome, guys. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Good morning. Thanks for being here. As Bob said early, it is sometimes a tough gig for me to fill the morning uh, musicians in the studio. But uh, tell us a little bit about the band, where you're from, uh, how you got together. Um, two transplants, I guess. Mark and I are East Coast guys that are 30 years out here now, and, and Clay and uh, Luke are what, Hebrew guys, I guess. Hebrew City. Uh, Salt, Lake City now. Salt Lake City locals. Uh, they they were together for a long time, and, and Mark and I played in bands since the 90s, and so we pulled in two two couples of uh, really good chemistry to make the four-piece that, we, that we're doing now. And how long has Joyful Whiskey been together? Um, this lineup's about two years. Um, Mark and I have been playing under that name, what, about maybe almost five years now. Yeah. 
Um, and where do you usually play? The Mountain Town stages, shows, Mountain Town music, uh, canyons, the Pinebrook one's our favorite. That's kind of kind of near our house, our, our studio. Um, we play occasionally down Salt Lake, some of the bars. Um, the cabin, we've played at the cabin. Good, so people we, have lots of opportunities yeah, to we, see you. We, the last year we've been just doing a lot of recording. Uh, Mark has so many songs, and we've just been trying to get them down on, uh, you know, down in Digital Stone. That um, must be nice, Mark, if radio. you've got all these songs, to just put them down for Well, it's very nice. Posterity. Uh, it's hard to, hard to decide what might actually work best with, uh, with uh, the lineup that we've got now, but it uh, seems like everything we try uh, gets its own uh, little flavor from Clay's guitar and Luke's uh, bass, which, by the way, I'd like to point out that Luke is playing a uke bass, which, if you've never heard of that, it is a bass the size of a ukulele. We'll uh, we'll put a photo on the podcast so people can see what is, that looks like. It's a remarkable. It sounds thing. so cool. <laughs> <laughs> the, the strings are essentially great big O-ring material, uh, floppy spaghetti. It's uh, I don't know how he plays it. That's but, a good uh, radio description. He's playing floppy spaghetti. Well, <laughs> let's hear you tell us about your first song. Uh, it's a song called Scattered. I wrote it uh, sometime in the mid '90s, uh, just to age myself. Uh, kind of as uh, remembering friends from high school and college that I'd lost track with and uh, some that I'd hooked back up with and basic ambiguity. <laughs> All right. Kind of a country song. Joyful Whiskey. One, two, three, four. Well, our friends are all scattered all up and down this world. And we don't keep in touch like we did when we were younger. Longer. But we all watch the same shows on TV. Think it's safe to say, guess nothing's changed. And I still don't remember what I said to you that night Well, I hope you misunderstood me Cause I'm really a nice guy And I can't help but wonder Why you left me the way you did So impolite Such bad form, my dear Well, I called up my old friend Stephen His woman, she left him flat We'd both been drinking whiskey Imagine that Boy said he's thinking about heading west He said it can't get much worse He's living in Worcester He's living in worst Oh, and I'm still broke But you're still stupid I can't be held accountable for the ravings of a lunatic We can't have it both ways But we try I can't be held accountable For the way that you lie But I miss you more than ever now Alone in the dark I can't feel the spark of your body next to mine 
And I miss you more than ever now I just can't explain the empty ways That I pass my time And our friends are all scattered All up and down this world And we don't keep in touch Like we did when we were younger But we all watch the same Shows on TV Think it's safe to say I guess nothing's changed I'm still broken. You're still stupid. I, that's an interesting. All right. We'll be back with more after this. Drummer for Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band and Late Night with Conan O'Brien band leader Max Weinberg takes to the Egyptian theater stage with his show Max Weinberg's Jukebox. He and his four-piece band perform over 200 rock and roll classics chosen in real time by the audience. Prepare to party October 11th through the 13th with reduced price tickets Friday. Tickets and information at parkcityshows.com or 855-745-SHOW. The Egyptian Theater is a nonprofit organization and a KPCW supporter. It is cold this morning, but it could be nice a little later on this afternoon. We're looking for a high today of uh, 48 and sunshine. Nice thing about this forecast is it warms up nicely for the weekend. 56 on Saturday. We have a temperature of 60 on Sunday and sunshine. And then if you're lucky enough to have Columbus Day off, 57 for a high on Columbus Day. All right, we have a special guest in studio now. Christy? Our next guest is Brandon Henderson. He is a now local Park City, a comedian, uh, and he's working. He, we're going to talk about the state of comedy in Utah because I think it's almost a comedic statement. Maybe I don't know. Welcome, Brandon. Uh, Utah is very, uh, very much known for its sense of humor. We like to take a joke. Is right? that a joke? Wait, are we? I, I uh, <laughs> I'll let you take that however you want to take it. Yeah. So, well. Tell us about it. What, what's you know the comedy scene in Utah, which may surprise a lot of people, is actually fantastic, and it's uh, it's growing in a big way. Most people probably have heard of Wise Guys, which is basically the hub for comedy in the state, and there are some fantastic comedians here. I would put uh, Utah comedians up against anybody in the country. Truly, um, I mean, we're just as terrible as anybody in the country as well, but there. Are there are fantastic comedians here. That is so good to hear. Are, are we famous here because of um, politics? And do you have more things to pick on as far as comedy? Is that? Uh... Oh, sure. I mean, you know, there's plenty of, uh, you know, uh, mental illness and, and problems that people have that they can talk about beyond just uh, politics in Utah or even the Mormons in Utah, which 
uh, in and of themselves are, are very, very funny, um, which I can, I can say to some extent. But um, yeah, there's all kinds of things. I mean, there's all kinds of people in different backgrounds, and they're talking about all kinds of things. But it is fun to go and get a local flavor, too. People have jokes about what's going on here, and uh, I think that that's a good thing. And does Wise Guys do? I, th- I always see like um, national acts playing there. Yeah. Do they, are there? Do they have local? Yeah, there's uh, there are two open mics at Wise Guys every single week, every Tuesday and every Wednesday. There are open mics, and then there's a lot of local headliners that come through all the time. So uh, yeah, if you just check out the the website, there's always something going on. So what is your uh, idea, your goal now? What are we gonna you're gonna establish something to get more comedy in the state? Yeah, I mean, I've always had, uh, you know, ever since I moved to Park City, I mean, I love it here, and I've always had this idea that comedy would be well-received in Park City, and so uh, I've been working with uh, uh, Opie Rockwell and Scott Thompson over there to to set up some shows, and we've been talking about doing a monthly comedy show, and we've got one coming up next Friday with uh, Michael Palisak, who's been on The Tonight Show, and uh, the late show with uh, James Corden, and uh, all sorts of places, so it should be a really fun show. The new black box at the Egyptian, would that be a venue for you, or that's not what that is for? I haven't been in there. Have you, I think it's a just for you theater, I think. Is it? Have I you been just, in? I was just wondering if there would mm. be a chance for some local comedians also to mm-hmm. perform there, but I don't know. No. Yeah, I've never been in there, but um, I'm sure I'm sure it'd be a great spot. Yeah, anywhere. I mean, basically, you just need a microphone and a couple of uh, drunk people, and we're good to go. Okay, that was my next question. <laughs> is... Um, is it is it not funny unless you've had a couple of pops? Or, I mean, what do you? What do you <laughs> uh, if it well, uh, it's it actually probably becomes less funny the more drinks people have in them, oh, okay. and then you start getting hecklers and stuff like that. Hopefully, you're not relying on people's uh, alcoholism to to be funny, um, but it, it certainly is is part of the game. I mean, what, you know, get a couple in you, it gets uh, it can get a little bit more fun for sure. Well, I listen to comedy. All the time in my car on Sirius XM. So hopefully I'm not drinking. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not drinking um, when I'm in the car. But would you think, um, would you say that stand-up's having a, a strong um, push right now? Because I do listen to comedy all yeah. the time in my car. I mean, it's, I'm not it, the only one. It's definitely pervasive, that's for sure. I mean, with like Netflix doing so many specials and pushing stuff all the time and other streaming services and networks getting in on the game. It used to just be HBO. Right? You'd have to work for six years, and you take and you that, get a special. that special. You get a special, um, but it's it's become uh, a really big thing. Uh, at the same time, you know, the more volume you get, you're going to inevitably have uh, a larger spectrum. You're going to have really great comedians. You're going to have people that are half baked but still get specials, and it's not uh, it's not quite as an event as it used to be. You've got a lot of specials that are so so. Uh, and you kind of have to sift through those to find, you know, those really amazing ones. But well, like when I go to music, I don't like to go to a stadium show, so I don't need to go to a comedy special taping as much as I. I mean, I enjoy the bands that are coming up that are working it out, and I'm sure there's going to be a fandom for comedians yeah. working it out coming up, more accessible. Oh, absolutely, and I think comedy works best in a room of, you know, a hundred people as opposed to a room of you know, 5,000 or something. Speaking of which, I had an opportunity last week to see Seinfeld yeah. at, at uh, Bravanel Hall. It was sold out. He worked for an hour and a half, and I must have Made been just exhausted 700 when he was grand. done. Yeah, probably <laughs> at, at yeah. least that. But his stuff was all things that happen to you every day that he makes funny. What, what is your, how do you find your, your bits? 
Um, well, yeah, Seinfeld is, uh, you know, the quintessential observational comic and talking about end tables and shoelaces and, and whatever and finding something really funny. Me, personally, is I, I probably lean a little, a little darker. I find, uh, and, and you'll find most comedians, even, even the, the Jerry Seinfelds and the Jim Gaffigans and the quote-unquote cleaner comedians of the world are very um, uh, uh, terrible people on the inside. They're very <laughs> empty and... Uh, you know, and so I'm no different that way, um, but I'm just more vocal about it when I get on stage. So, um, yeah, I hope that <laughs> there's an answer. You painted a picture. I'm not sure yeah. what the answer was. <laughs> I don't know that I want to know what the answer is. <laughs> well, you know, comedians are just looking for funny, no matter where it's going to be, and they're always looking at the joke, um, you know, whether it's at, uh, you know, a baseball game or a funeral, something's going to be funny to most comedians. And how do you feel about comedy um, that is published? Like, I used to work for Egyptian theater, and they had comedy nights. And when I we'd, um, when I tried to promote the comedians, I felt like if I put a clip up, yeah. I maybe just gave away all their good stuff. Well, that's the hard thing, is really your, your only collateral is your comedy or your jokes. And so that's why when people do a, a special, with the exception of somebody like Seinfeld, Seinfeld, redoes a lot of his old stuff. He keeps a lot of his old stuff for a long time and then slowly kind of puts in new. But most comedians, once they do a special or once they put something out into the world, they don't do it again. Uh, it's not like a musician where, you know, you come to a concert, people want to hear the you greatest hits. You want to hear the right? song that you've heard so many times. Right, well, you see a comedian, you, you don't want to hear the, the bit from the special from 10 years ago. You want something, you want something new. So I actually did a, a show with uh, Ryan Hamilton, who's an Idaho comedian, but got a start in, in Utah. Um, and uh, we did a, a show during Sundance and had a, had a person trying to film the show. And we had to stop the entire show, force the guy to put his phone back in his pocket um, because, you know, that's where you get your livelihood. And so if somebody's recording it and puts it out, then it kind of burns it. Is it, is it uh, you're driving along one day and something just strikes you and you have to kind of write it down? Do you remember? Where do you get your material? How does it come to you? Yeah, that's usually how, how it comes to me. It's sort of I just have to pay attention to my th thoughts. For me to like sit down with a pen and paper and deliberately be like, all right, let's get funny uh, is, uh, is harder. It doesn't, it doesn't happen that way. For example, I, I did a show last night about uh, uh, it was mental, mental health awareness month or something like that. We did a, a show on mental health. Again, this is getting back to the dead inside part, but um, I... Yeah, uh, let's go back to that. Yeah, <laughs> I've been trying to uh, write for that show for a better part of a month and uh, thought that that would be a great thing, and, and it was really tough. It was, it was a tough thing to try to, to, try to do. So t typically, it's just I have to pay attention to what my thoughts are looking like and what I'm experiencing, what people are saying, and that's where things tend to become a lot more funny for me. People do it differently, though. Do your friends watch what they say around you, thinking, oh, God, he's paying so much attention, it might turn into something? Um, <laughs> no. Uh, my wife will uh, tell me, don't say that um, on stage from time to time. And it, she's pretty cool. She's actually helped me uh, write a few uh, bits and probably my, my best bits. She's uh, an extremely funny person. Um, from time to time, I'll get on stage, and because um, I don't typically care I'll get up and say certain things that maybe she would prefer I, I don't say I won't say them on the radio but she knows what they are oh good <laughs> you mentioned Sundance a moment ago have you got some gigs kind of scheduled for Sundance this year uh, nothing scheduled right now for Sundance but um, hoping that with uh, these shows that we're doing at OP Rockwell that we can 
um, you know, utilize that and do something during during the festival uh, with comedy. We talked about it last year, uh, but we kind of got to the idea pretty late in the game. But um, we'll, uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, hopefully. And so is the com I'm sorry, Bob. Is I the just the show is coming up right at Op Rock. Yeah, next uh, next Friday. Next Friday. Next Friday, Op Rockwell. What mm -hmm. time? Uh, I think it's at eight o'clock. Oh, that, that might be wrong. But I think it's it stores at eight. Yeah, show at nine. Something maybe. like that. Yeah, yeah, check out the website and you'll find the details there. But yeah. Okay. And is it clean comedy or adult comedy? What are you? So um, it is. Michael Palastak is is typically a, a pretty clean comic. Um, uh, I am less so. So it'll be fifty fifty. It'll be the two of us uh, telling jokes. Um, it is uh, it is twenty one and up because we're uh, serving drinks and things like that. So um, it'll be a little bit of both. And is um, I think we talked briefly on the phone before about clean comedy in Utah, and you yeah. were talking about uh, in Provo a club. Yeah. And and is that um, uh, probably appeals to the Utah palate sure. a bit. And what about other comedians? Do they come to Utah and you know, clean it up? or They do. Um, so Dry Bar Comedy is um, down in Provo, and Dry Bar for probably obvious reasons in connection with Provo. But it's clean comedy. Um, they film about 70 uh, stand-up specials a, a year or a season, and they put them up on YouTube, and they have literally billions of views right now it's it's become a huge thing and uh and it's all clean um and there's a lot of comedians that will come that are not clean but they will clean up their their sets for the exposure and come and do sets down there and you know clean doesn't necessarily i, I think a lot of people think clean means uh not smart um but that's not necessarily the case at all. There can be really, really smart comedians that are doing really funny stuff. They don't even notice that it's necessarily quote-unquote clean until afterwards you say, well, that guy didn't even say anything uh, off-hand off or off-kilter. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of opportunity in, in Utah. Is it dip more difficult to do a clean show than a, than a dark show? Um, you know, honestly, I just think it depends on what kind of comedy you do and what, what appeals to you as a comedian. Well, this is Brandon Henderson, Henderson we've been talking to, and he is now a Park City comedian, local, and he's working on building the a comedy, um, a monthly comedy thing at the, um, it's in the Rockwell Listening Room, so it's the right, upstairs room, so it's not mm -hmm. down in the club. Right. And it's called Comedy at the Rock, and your first show's next Friday, so people can check it out. Thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you, guys. We're going to segue into weekend events. Hi, Dan Dearden here owner of Just Right Air, sponsor of KPCW Programming. Just Right Air has been advising Park City area homeowners to repair, replace, and maintain their heating and air conditioning since 2004. Details at JustRightAir.com. And we're back. One more time. And we're at the morning mix where we always tell you about what's going on for the weekend. This weekend, let's see, today at Egyptian Theater is Max Weinberg's Jukebox. It's an interactive audience participation concert. Weinberg was the drummer for Bruce Springsteen. Let me try it again. Bruce Springsteen's East Street Band and band leader for Late Night with Conan O'Brien. And along with his four-piece band, they can perform over 200 rock and roll classics. The shows are Friday and Saturdays, Friday and Saturday at 8, Sunday at 6. 
Park City Film is screening the Farewell tonight and tomorrow night. The Jim Santee Auditorium at 8 and Sunday at 6. They say it was one of the hits of Sundance Film Festival. It's funny and touching. It's about what it takes or makes a family of any culture. Nobody does fall festivities better than the Heber Valley. There's a daily kids' maze, hay maze, and pumpkin patch at the Kohler Creamery. The Heber Valley Railroad is running two pumpkin trains this afternoon and again next on the next two Fridays. There's a Sleepy Hollow wagon ride adventure at Soldier Hollow in the Haunted Forest where the Headless Horseman is supposed to dwell. It's running weekends now through Halloween. And for the Brave at Heart, there's a more frightful activity called Night Walk Hollywood Horrors Haunted House in Heber. They offer three levels of excitement from the No Scare level called Dodge the Demons to regular and the extra scary Slasher Pass. Find more details on these and other fall activities at GoHeberValley.com calendar of events. And I'll say last year we went to the Night Walk and did the Slasher Pass. Mm-hmm. It's fun scary. Fun scary? It's not terrifying scary. Oh, okay. Like, well, it wasn't to us, but um, fun scary. Uh, for live music tonight, options include Shuffle at the Cabin, Grapegrass at Silver Star Cafe, and Mr. Sister at the State Road Tavern in Camas. Moving on to Saturday, Kimball Art Center is hosting a free family-friendly fall-inspired Arttober, Arttober Festival Saturday from 1 to 5 with art demos, art projects, exhibit tours, and live music by the Ecker Hill String Band. All right, I'm looking forward to this. The fourth annual Shot Ski is a newer tradition that is perfect for a ski town community like ours. Join the lineup on historic Main Street to tip one back in unison and top the record. The record currently held by Breckenridge, Colorado. The goal is 1,310 people on 515 shot skis to raise 40000 bucks for local charities through Sunrise Rotary Club. I think there's... So I checked last night for tickets, and there was a $250 sponsor package that got you three tickets, I think, and something else. But check it out. Yeah, there might be a few um, tickets left. You might check on that. And I think it's also a spectator uh, oh, certainly, spectator yes. sport. Yep. And the Wasatch Brew Pub will keep that party going with their annual Hoppy Hour celebration, serving their clothing optional beer, brewed from wild-growing hops collected at the Conservancy, which is open space purchased by Summit Land Conservancy. All the proceeds from the party benefit the Summit Land Conservancy. Park City Library, Park City Film present foreign cinema for children with free screenings with English subtitles. This week's film is uh, Para Picar, that short films in Spanish, showing at 4 p.m. And for live music on the town on Saturday, Los Hell Caminos are at the Spur. John Flanders' Jazz Trio is at Silver Star Cafe. And DJ, Juggy, and Brisk are at the cabin. Is there, Did somebody just call in? Do we have a phone call live? I don't know. I'll just check. Do we have someone on the phone there? All right. Let's go to the phone and find out exactly who. No, we've lost them somewhere. Oops. You're just going to have to call us back. Let's have a song. How about that? Well, our musical guests, Joyful Whiskey, are here. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, You got another song for us? Uh, yeah, we're gonna do a we're gonna do a little rocker, uh, which is not the easiest to do without the drums. But uh, Greg, the drummer, will be singing this one. It's a song called "Water." Uh, I wrote it back in the mid '90s, and uh, not exactly sure what it's about, but I'm sure it has deep significance. And uh, so here's "Water." Ooh, ready? One, two, three, four. <laughs> 
Isn't any wonder just can't stay in bed? I'm going under, I can't keep a level head. Wonder, wonder, bread. I hold my breath, or else I hold my head up out the water. Stands a reason, just can't find the time. Need a change of season to keep my weather fine. I like to ripen on the vine. I drink whiskey, I drink wine, I drink water. Stands a reason, just can't find the time. Need a change of season, keep my weather fine. I like to ripen on the vine. I drink whiskey, I drink wine, I drink water. Hold my breath, though, else I hold my head about the water. Water. I hold my breath, though, else I hold my head about the water. Water. I hold my breath, though, else I hold my head about the water. I drink whiskey, I drink wine, I drink water. I drink whiskey, I drink wine, I drink water. I drink whiskey, I drink wine, I drink Great job. Thanks very much. Joyful whiskey. Did we get that call back? Let's, um, let me check it. Hello. Hello. This is the morning mix. Who's this? This is Jesse calling from the Breckenridge Distillery out here in Breckenridge, Colorado. Uh, okay. Those people. (laughs) Yeah. You know, a little birdie. Birdie told me you guys have something going on this weekend that might break a record of ours. Yeah, so you guys sponsor the um, the shot ski competition. Well, it's not a competition. The shot ski event in Breckenridge, huh? That's correct. We do. And our shot ski um, is on Saturday, and it's sponsored by High West Whiskey. So I guess yeah, there's kind you know, of a we're double all friendly in the, in the industry, but bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how do you get people to come to your shot ski event? Yeah, so we um, it's. It's a tradition um, in town. This will be, I think, the ninth or tenth year for the shot ski, but for Uller Fest, it uh, has a very long history. So um, we sell tickets uh, wow. for the shot ski, and it sells out quick. 
<laughs> what uh, what liquid do you pour in your Shatsky in Breckenridge? Oh, only the finest, my dear. The Breckenridge bourbon. So we're we're giving everyone a 50 ml of Breckenridge bourbon. They pour that shot into their little glass and let the competition begin. <laughs> yeah, so if people don't know, we have this friendly competition between Park City and Breckenridge to top the, we call it the world record, although Guinness doesn't, um, I guess they don't sanction alcohol-related events, but uh, I guess we could throw the, da- the gauntlet out there. Anyone else, any other community in the world doing a larger shot ski than us or Breckenridge? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. A couple years ago there was, uh, I think, somebody up in Michigan um, a group that was attempting to break our record, and they made T-shirts that are like "Bring It Breck." So um, we've definitely had some other people try, um, but currently, yeah, we we hold the record, and we'll see what you guys do this weekend. <laughs> How many more skis can you get? I mean, this goes and on for connect. four or five years. How about have you thought gee, we're going to have to quit at this number, or are we just going to keep oh, on going? Hard no. <laughs> so we. Uh, we came up with a design that allows us to uh, turn the shot ski to go back up the, up the main street um, in downtown. So um, I think it could probably loop through every street in town if we needed to. Um, so it's still all connected, and it's still everyone taking it at the same time, so there's no broken links in the ski. Um, but we've, we've come up with a way to, to wrap it. So now it goes all the way up Mount, uh, main street and then all the way back down. <laughs> I tried to look up the history of the shot ski itself, you know, and in the urban, di- it's now included in the urban dictionary as quote, taking old skis and gluing four shot glasses on the top allows for four people to take a shot at one time. People think that maybe it originated in Austria. Um, there was also some controversy when Jimmy Fallon made a shot ski that he gave to Andy Cohen on TV and said, what did he say? I forget where he said it originated, and then there was all these comments about, no, it's from Park City, no, it's from Breckenridge, no, it's from Ski Towns, no, it's from Austria. <laughs> but um, I guess in Austria, they, they didn't bother to um, actually glue the shots, the, the glasses to the ski. So it's a lot more of a coordinated effort because you do have to tip it back in unison and apply, I guess, a counter pressure from the ski to the glass. <laughs> a little more challenging. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, we're probably going to break your record. I think that's how it goes. We're aiming for yep. 1,310 people. And, uh, All right. And what's the friendly um, agreement? Like, how much can you go up? Like, you must cap it at some level. So Yeah, we do. Um, we don't, we don't want to totally blow it out of the water because we enjoy this friendly <laughs> competition between our two, uh, our two mountain towns. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know what we'll... Uh, we'll try to hit this year um we'll have to see what you guys do and um bring it on so we're actually doing ours december 12th this year um typically it's been in january but we're moving ours up so um look to have that record broken still this year so you're going to use that to kind of warm things up if you're in a blizzard then they're already in a blizzard did you see the snow in breckenridge yesterday no you already have snow uh yeah yeah we got you know, anywhere from kind of four to probably close to 10 inches up on the mountain, um, about four to six in town. Uh, it was a winter wonderland, and the fall leaves are out in full bloom, so it's, it was beautiful. Um, but it's probably not going to stick around. It's, it's going to be nicer this week, but it was a good first snow. <laughs> we got dumped on. <laughs> well, we'd wish you Cooler's good luck. doing his job. We, we would wish you good luck, but 
we won't. So we're, we're just <laughs> you know, I would, break our I would say good luck, but we're going to break your record in a couple months. So, um, best to you all i you know what maybe i'll make a road trip out there maybe i'll get in my car come out there and it's tomorrow what's going on get on the road it's <laughs> thanks. only an eight-hour drive it's not bad <laughs> thanks for the call jesse and um thanks you for bet. egging everybody on to uh go check out the shot ski tomorrow on hey we love, we love park city but bring <laughs> it on guys <laughs> thank you all right well if that's not motivation to get out there i don't know what it is what is you doing the shot ski tomorrow? Um, no, I'm out of town. Ah, right. And I always think I'm going to go, and then I delay, and I didn't get a ticket. Um, you don't have to have a ticket. It's a I'll good go watch, You can yeah. watch, yeah. And, and it, you don't necessarily have to have alcohol either. I think they're doing <laughs> apple juice, and so um, just go and have a good time. With my apple juice? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, you looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> That was my radio look. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, stay tuned. After these underwriters, we'll be coming back with, uh, uh, what did I say? Uh, Neil Francis. Sorry. We'll be right back with Neil Francis. Hi, this is Katie Wang from Park City Film, inviting you to gather up your friends, family, and favorite popcorn bowl and come on over to the Santee Auditorium to see the finest and independent film in a unique community setting. Who knows? You might even win something in the raffle. Films are rolling now, so check out our calendar at parkcityfilm.org and then join us on Friday and Saturday nights at 8 p.m. or Sundays at 6 p.m. Park City Film is a member-supported nonprofit organization and sponsor of KPCW's Friday Film Review. Hi, this is Ethel Preston from KPCW. Part of our mission is to help local nonprofits spread their message throughout the community. If your organization has an event coming up, let us know. Go to our website, kpcw.org, click on the Community tab, then Public Service Announcements. Enter your information, and our volunteer Air Force will spread the word. At KPCW, we're your community bulletin board. Tune in and listen like a local. Neil Francis. Neil was in Park City this summer with a Mountain Town Music show at Canyons Village in early August. He's touring back through the area with a show Monday night at the State Room, opening for the Black Pumas. He joins us now on the phone. Welcome to the show, Neil. Hey, how you doing, Chrissy? Good to talk to you. I've featured songs by both you and the Black Pumas in our Fresh Track series, which is when we put uh, 13 new songs on the radio every Friday, and they're featured at the top of every hour. So our listeners should recognize the song we just played you in with, and we'll play you out with another another one. And we have a fresh track at 7 p.m. So uh, plenty of Neil Francis on this station. Um, I wanted to talk to you about your bio. says your songs are steeped in New Orleans rhythms, Chicago blues, and early 70s rock and roll. Your music evokes a bygone era of R&B heyday while simultaneously forging a new path on the musical landscape. Let's talk about your musical influences that got you to all that gumbo. Um, well, I, I guess, uh, growing up with, uh, my dad's record collection got me into that style of music and, 
you know, I just fell in love with that sound. And uh, that was a know, lot of sounds, kind of though. Transferred into what I was into. That was a lot of sounds put together, and I, you know, it's interesting how many people say they started with their their parents' record collection. I guess that makes sense. Hey there, sorry, I, I'm in a van. <laughs> <laughs> now I can hear you much better. Are you a musician touring on the road right now? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, we're on the way up to Denver. Cool. And you're coming to yeah. Park City, uh, or no, you're coming to Salt Lake City for Monday. Um, so yeah. from Denver to Utah, that's a good uh, typical route. Let's talk about how your career started. What, probably your, did your mom make you take piano lessons or something? That's a typical story, too, for the moms. Well, yeah, they didn't make me. There was just a piano in my house growing up, and I just started messing around with it when I was three or four. got me lessons, and it kind of started from there. Well, that's not a career, though. That's playing in your home. Let, take us through the launch to where you are now. So uh, I started playing in clubs when I was probably 18. And uh, I was playing with a lot of blues artists around Chicago. And then uh, I played in a funk band called The Herd for a while. And uh, eventually, you know, parted ways with that project. And... Uh, started my own kind of writing uh, around three years ago and then started developing this project. Uh, did the first sessions about two years ago and been on the road with the band since January. Yeah, I also read on your uh, website that you pledged to tour relentlessly. That's that's a, I like that statement, pledged to tour relentlessly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel most at home traveling at this point um it's what i've always wanted to do and i really enjoy it so um you know we're just enjoying the landscape being uh flat midwesterners is, is your van well equipped for mountain travel <laughs> there's maybe it, a song actually, out there about the van breaking down <laughs> we i mean we're, we're prepared for anything, but we keep the van in really good shape because it's, uh, it's our chariot, so to speak. Uh, we really need it to be in top condition, so we're really religious about oil changes and whatnot. The trailer actually got busted in Missouri on the way down on the first drive day, and fortunately we were able to get that fixed at the beginning of the tour, so uh, looking looking good for the rest. God willing. <laughs> I also read that you like to record to analog. Can you um, can you talk about that? The need to go analog, and can a listener hear the difference? Let's say over the radio, like to an untrained ear. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we recorded this album to two-inch tape, or I'm sorry, to quarter-inch tape, uh, which is kind of a a lo-fi recording technique compared to doing it digitally, but uh, still a lot of my favorite recordings were made, and uh, the producer of the record, Sergio Rios, is just kind of a, uh, you know, vintage uh, recording aficionado, and he has just a, he's a student of that style of recording, and that's what I was going for, so uh, yeah, I hope I hope the 
recorded the rhythm section live uh, at the same time, so there's like a fair amount of bleed between the instruments, kind of like a melting pot of sounds. So, you know, I just happen to prefer that method of recording. So that's why Sergio is great to work with. And to the listeners who um, they'll hear another song when we go out, but is it a, are your concerts a, a frolicking, high dance, high energy show or um, sit back and listen? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a good time. We, I mean, we're trying to just put it all out there, 10 or 10,000, just um, dancing, uh, trying to make each other laugh and uh, really maximum energy. Uh, I've got uh, Sam Halterman and Taryn Ector joining me on this tour. That's the uh, drummer and the bass player, respectively. Uh, the first time they're playing with me was yesterday, and came in 100% ready to go, and we had a great time, and I'm really looking forward to the next three weeks just building the show up and making it a real uh, special thing. we got some horns joining us tonight and tomorrow night in Denver, so it'll be awesome. Cool. Any horns in Salt Lake? Actually, uh, Salt Lake is just going to be a four-piece, but we have a well-crafted show for the four-piece as well, so uh, won't be missed. <laughs> Are there ever, like, horn player, like, regional horn players, like, when you go to certain cities, you can pick them up? Is that a thing in the industry? Yeah, we totally do that. I mean, that's what we're doing on this tour, is uh, homies and whatever market we're going through, we'll just, you know, hit them up and ask if they can do the show. Um, obviously, you know, at this stage in the game, budget is limited, so uh, we do what we can where we can, and uh, when it, wherever it's feasible, we uh, try and get the horn section. But yeah, we're just building up a, a catalog of musicians. And, um, well, they don't fit in the Rolodex. van. I gotta think that the horn section <laughs> that's a lot of people in the van. It would fit. It would fit, <laughs> but it would like it would be uncomfortable. We're trying to just keep it skinny. We're uh we've got four people in the van and so everybody's got space to stretch out. Uh we have a trailer too, so all the gear goes in the trailer. And then our photographer is actually joining us in Denver, uh so she'll be joining us in the van as well. But um yeah, it's pretty comfy. Have you ever honestly. seen um, uh, March Fourth? They're a, um, they're kind of like a freak show marching band. Um, yeah, yeah, and they played in Park City one time, and they had like I don't know sixteen people plus the stilt walkers on stage and stuff. And we saw their bus outside. It was an old school bus, and I was like, God, you guys all fit on there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it man, seemed like I mean, uncomfortable touring. <laughs> well, what I'll say is you can get used to anything. <laughs> you know and uh actually uh they really remind me i've never seen them but uh there's a band called buka Paza in chicago that's kind of a similar uh kind of idea just like a gonzo marching band kind of thing they'll just show up at a street festival and like you know guerrilla style set <laughs> so pretty yeah, cool those are idea. fun shows that you think oh that's where the marching band people went that was the right. career after marching band. I quit uh, before I finished high school. But anyway, thanks, Neil Francis, for joining us on the show. And um, people can check you out 
again in our area at the stateroom on Monday night, and you're playing with um, Black Pumas. And we yeah, we're super psyched. Well, thanks for joining us on the phone. We're going to go out with How Have I Lived. Sponsors, Squatters Roadhouse Grill, Wasatch Brew Pub, San Francisco Design, and Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Utah Properties. Thanks for listening to KPCW Park City. Our guests today on The Morning Mix have been Joyful Whiskey. They're still with us. They're going to play one more song. Also, Brandon Henderson, Comedy at the Rock, and Neil Francis, who's playing uh, at the Stateroom on Monday. Joyful Whiskey, still here. Thanks for sticking around. Absolutely. This is a song called Niagara Falls. All I want is a room above you Overlooking Niagara Falls Walk-in closet at the end of the hall You could join me there And overlook Niagara Falls We could have our way drawing pictures on the walls Oh Niagara, oh Niagara Falls Niagara Falls Oh Niagara, oh Niagara Falls All our friends would come to overlook Niagara Falls. We'd serve them coffee and other assorted drugs. We'd have breakfast there and overlook Niagara Falls. If we wanted to, we'd have breakfast all day long. Oh, Niagara, oh, Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls Oh Niagara Oh Niagara Falls Niagara Falls Through the desert Through the sea All the mountains orderly Through the forest And the fog Through the banquet And the fog Through the 
desert and the sand through the goddamn grace of man oh niagara niagara falls niagara falls oh niagara niagara falls niagara on the wall oh Niagara oh Niagara 